0: Trigger warning. Due to his constrained English vocabulary, Martin often leans on crude language and swearing to make his point. I blame it on his northern heritage and lack of creativity. Matt is also a bit rough. You are hereby cautioned. Okay, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Physio Confession Podcast. Yet again, my mate Matt, the honest physio, is uh, MIA. I hope he's not KIA, but you never know. I'll hear from him soon. But he's been replaced for this episode by another Matt, someone I've been trying to talk with ever since I saw him uh, post this hilarious stuff on Instagram, where he as we speak, almost 13,000 followers. That's insane. And uh, I'll read you a bit of his bio because there's something me as a Norwegian finds a bit funny on that one because it's Matt P-T-D-I-P-M-D-T-F-A-A-O-M-P-T. He's a physical therapist, diplomat in MDT, fellow of the AAOMPT, and bringing humor to the therapy. And uh, it's Matt Huey, all the way from United States of America. Yeah, USA. Yep. Hello, Matt. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, first of all, you need to explain those letters, and then you need to tell me <laughs> your life story
1: yeah so everyone's like good gracious you got that alphabet behind your name um so i tell i mean you probably tell by how i talk i am from the south originally from mississippi live in texas now and i tell people i'm probably the most educated hillbilly you'll ever meet um (laughs) so the pt of course is physical therapist. that's what we have so um and I just have a master's of physical therapy. When I when I graduated PT school in 2010, um, I was one of nine programs less that have the master's. So um, everyone people call me doctor like I don't have a doctorate, you know. And um, so I really don't care to get it. I may at some point, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but the diplomat in MBT, the Dip MDT. Is the diploma in mechanical diagnosis and therapy. So that's the highest part of uh, the McKinsey training that you can do. So,
0: yeah, okay. Yeah. Most
1: people know the the courses and then you're certified. And then you can go on and do the diploma program, which is a theoretical component. And then you're um, doing um, like a residency component of it too. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the fellowship is a part of, Uh, the international, like the IOTH or something like that. So, the International Federation of Orthopedic Manual Physical Therapists. So, it's the United States's branch of it, is the AAOMP, the American Academy of Orthopedic Manual Physical Therapists. So, it's part of a worldwide thing, but it's just the U.S. branch of yeah, okay. it. Okay. So I I've I've done that. That was two of the goals I had going out of school and like I did them. I'm like, oh okay, cool. I got
0: that. So <laughs> Yeah. So now you're done. You've reached your goals and are happy with it.
1: Yeah, I did that. And it was kind of like, well, what else is there to do? So I just kind of, you know, fiddle around with other stuff. I did I was got certified in dry needling years ago. That was that was all hot. Um what was that? probably was at 5 6 years ago no it was longer than that 6 7 years ago yeah and um had a boss that was just a big and dry needling he's like you need to do it and i was like all right so i went and did it but i can't tell you the last person i dry needled so
0: yeah okay you don't poke holes in people anymore uh,
1: no and o- occasionally um somebody will just have something soft tissue and I'm like, hey, you want to try it? And I'm like, eh, sure. yeah,
0: one, or one if heard. they kind of annoy you, then you just there, there we go. Fuck up along now, yeah.
1: No, no, I, and I, I pull out the long ones on that one.
0: Yeah,
1: I keep those. Yeah, we'll use so this one. We'll use we'll use the skewer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> until you hit bone, then you're good. Yeah, All right. So, so yeah, but uh, before we get into uh, your whole Instagram stuff and uh because let's face it you you're quite big on insta yeah just own it own it man yeah oh, yeah. yeah i yeah. tell
1: my kids that i was like you know your dad's kind of famous and they're like what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i read on your blog yeah i did read both of both of your blogs or, or just uh one fully and one uh turned out to be about uh insurance insurance companies and I had Andy now oh Jesus Christ, I said Andy uh Nick Hoops on to and uh, to try to uh, teach me a little bit about the insurance policies and, and the American healthcare system and I couldn't understand anything, so I just I didn't read that fully. I'm sorry. But uh in one blog you said you had two daughters. Mm-hmm. Have you multi- multiplied more or
1: no, just the two. Yeah just the two girls
0: on it the hard way as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the the thing is that they see me do stuff. So I come you know, I find out, Oh, I could pop my friends back. I could pop their, their elbow. I'm like, Oh, you quit doing that. so my daughters (laughs) know how to manipulate (laughs) um, people. And um, I'm like, Oh, that special
0: skill. You have to go to school and you need to learn it. It's very special
1: but yeah, they but so yeah right. they'll watch that and they'll, oh yeah pop I'm like how did you learn that oh watched you <laughs> oh
0: yeah exactly good how old are they though Tw-
1: 12 and 9 so they're still
0: 12 and 9 okay so mine are soon to be two and five what can i expect from now on are they girls or boys yeah go
1: um a lot of talking back. There you go. They like that. Yeah, I know um, that already. Yeah. Yeah. So the independents, um, they're embarrassed to talk to you. They're embarrassed to talk to Dad about stuff. So okay. like, you know, liking boys, and that's something where they're like, oh, you know, I kind of like this boy, and it's like, all right, why don't you ask me about like boy stuff or whatever? And she, oh no, I can't like. I've been one for 40 years, you know. I can tell you this. <laughs> or they're like, the boys do weird stuff. I was like, boys, we always do weird stuff. Uh yeah. you know, like you probably see videos where it's like somebody throwing a rock in a pond. It's like you know, it's, it's entertaining to us. Yeah, we're gonna go throw a rock. Like I, I tell yeah. this story. My neighbor got some dirt in his yard. He got a big old pile of dirt. And I came home, I'm like. Okay. So I end up walking over there and I start talking to him about this big pile of dirt. And then I another neighbor do. comes over, comes in and starts talking about it. And then people are stopping and asking the man, I was like, it's just all the dads around. We're just standing around talking about this pile of dirt. And I was like, that's just how weird just men and boys are. Like we're, we're just going to talk about a pile of dirt. And then we still like yeah, go meet at the pile of dirt every once in a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but that's the best part of being a guy, isn't it? You just you kind of working around on your own you, with your own house, and then you got someone stopping by and what you doing? Yeah, what you uh, what you up to? Well, this <laughs> and that. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's brilliant. Oh my god! Okay, so a lot of talk. Yeah, I already got that talking back. Uh, haven't gotten to that uh, stage where I don't want to ask me stuff yet as i said the eldest will uh, will be five in july and the youngest will be two in august so um i still have a couple of years left of being the cool parent i guess yeah yeah but that's yeah perfect but okay take us uh take us through uh, your journey as a physio then matt
1: uh so i have been a therapist 13 years now 13 yeah 13 years uh, <clears throat> I started out in a real interesting clinic. It was a, it was a physician owned clinic. Cause we, we have some of those there where, and I don't know if y'all have those there. So, um, funny enough, when I did it, my, my wife was pregnant. She had told me, she's like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, okay, I got a job. So like, <laughs> I had to take the first one. I, I was like, I can't yeah. mess around. We, we got, we got to start on this. And, um, I learned quite a bit there. It was it was a physician owned so it was surgeons and it was heavily workers compensation. And it was the it, there was like four or five clinics in the area and ours was the heavy work work comp one. And I feel like that really kind of helped toughen me up because they're pretty difficult patients to deal with. The system is difficult yeah. to deal with. Um, and I'm not saying anything bad about the patient. I say they're difficult, but they can, they can quickly get, you know, angry at the system. They're angry at the doctor. Now they could be angry at me. No, I'm on your side. Uh, you know, difficult also in the fact that, like it's, they were injured. And by the time that they got to the doctor, then they did this and they got to me. Okay. Well, it's been four or five weeks. So they're, yeah. you know, they've gotten worse. So, um, and then like the, the, the work comp system itself sometimes didn't really value much with the patient you know, just, Oh, just trying to get them back to work. I was like, this person has a lot of complex things going on. You know, we're trying to work or, with all this stuff and they don't want to, They only want to give me like six visits. It's like, we're going to need more than that. So, um, I felt that was a kind of a good start on it. Um, yeah. from there, I went for to another. I left and took my first, uh, management job and I was in, I worked in management for about six years as a director. And I had a, had one of the, um, top clinics, not only in the uh, area, but in the country. Like, um, I had some really good mentors, uh, that taught me a lot about how to run a clinic and just these little tips and tricks. And I wrote a book on it and I think I've sold two copies of it. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So two copies of all all the stuff that taught me. Um, but it was very interesting there to see the kind of the business side of it, of how things work in it. And I've continued carrying that on. Um, so after that I did the, um, i Took a short break and had to do my residency for the Mackenzie program, and then that's when I I was in Texas doing that, and I fell in love with Texas, and I stayed here. So um, I work for a, a company that works; they provide the healthcare for big employers. So, okay. the, yeah. so an employer will say, "Okay, we want um, we want a doctor, we want a dentist, we want behavioral health, we want PT, we want." They'll put it all, you know, in a warehouse in a factory freestanding or whatever. And so I do that now.
0: Yeah. So that, yeah, that's what you're you know, It's kind of like, uh, uh, what we call it, uh, uh we call it, you know, you got, uh, um, work health or business health related. Oh, related yeah. Occupational character.
1: health. Yeah. We can, we have something we call, it's not truly occupational health. Cause we say occupational health here is, if you're like injured at work, you can come in too. So it's like everything. Um, we don't do that. We just primary care. So, but it's just for one employer. So it's, it's it's kind of nice.
0: Yeah. Okay. So how, how does your day look like?
1: Um, well, I mean, as you see, I can make all the goofy internet, you know, videos and stuff like that. So I see around (laughs) like eight to 10 people a day. It's pretty, it's pretty laid back. Um,
0: yeah cool the the,
1: yeah. the model is just like get them better so if, if they're yeah. there 15 minutes and they're like they're better that's fine they're not they're not driven by numbers and stuff like that um and the patients really like it because they're like you're you know you like you li- you listen to us you understand what we have to do um you're like you are you know this is a special thing for us so they respond very yeah. very well so i i, I really enjoy yeah, it and
0: that sounds like a positive environment to work in like get uh so you're eight to ten patients a day is the same as i try to hello or rather i find found found is my you know limits and and of what i'm capable of, of i like to give people time Is what i'm trying to say yeah and to have time and, and to make uh, make sure that i do a, a good job or at least a, a average job of it and uh, so that's good.
1: Yeah. That when I worked, I worked for some of the big ones way back when. And I think the most I saw today was like 33 or something like 33 that's people too in much. a day.
0: It's insane. That's too much.
1: Yeah. Like I, I remember one company I was with that it's see, it was like nine 15 or something like that. And they're like, and then my nine o'clock patient has shown up and they're like, Oh, your nine 30 got here early. You need to get them back. Oh, your night, your other nine o'clock got here late. You need to get them in. And then it's like, okay, yeah. but you're going to have someone else at night. So I had two nine o'clocks, two nine thirties. So it's like, you want me to see three people simultaneously waiting on a fourth that's going to walk in the door here in any minute. And you want yeah. me to be hands on with all of them, direct all of them. I'm like, yeah. Can you explain how that's good care? And th- they, so yeah. I didn't last long there.
0: No, I understand, completely understand why. That's, if I had to do so three patients in one day, I'll just, yeah, I'll walk out at lunch and just go, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just, yeah. It's too much, man. It's it's just too much. Now, what what propelled you from all of this into uh, becoming an Instagram uh, sensation and being a, you know?
1: Um. So throughout my whole like, I've always been a goofball. Like all my friends will tell you, like, oh yeah, Matt would just do crazy stuff and just. I was never the class clown. That was the thing. I was never the class clown. I was always quiet um but like around my friends that's real funny well doing being in this you start meeting people in situations and things and saying oh this is kind of funny and then i think one day i was just like i'm just going to start this page and i tried to make it like mckenzie oriented so that's, that's where the name yeah. came from um and I was trying to make it that, but it really wasn't working very well. And I said, well, I'll put these funny things that I've just ran into. i start doing that. Let me, let me see how they do. And so I started doing that and it just started picking up steam. And I remember I got excited when I got a thousand people, I was like, wow, a thousand people yeah. think that this stuff is funny. And so I just, yeah. I just kept doing it. And, and, um, I was just like, okay. And, I am not very tech savvy. That's why the stuff looks so low quality. People do like these, like vi- you know, these crazy videos yeah. and like the lighting is right. And the sound and the camera, I'm thinking I'm like, good gra- how are you doing that? With I like, I just have my phone and I'm just trying to think of something stupid. And, you know, and I'm like, I, I can't compete with some of those. Like, I know there's a, a couple of like, really, but like stretch lab, he's really funny. He is
0: really funny. Um, I
1: haven't, haven't seen it. Yeah, no. Yeah, he, he, his his handle is Stretch Lab, and he does some really funny videos, and he's got a hundred thousand. And um, I just I just reached a point. I was like, okay, I'm just here for entertainment, and that, that's how I look at yeah. it. It's so like I just say people sometimes get really upset at some of the stuff I make, but I was like, I'm not making fun of a person. I've had somebody tell me yeah. that I was patient blaming. I was like, I'm not patient blaming. I'm taking a situation that happened and taking a small section, exaggerating yeah. it to make it funny. Like, that's all it is. Like, we all dealt with this. And if we look at this as therapists, we see that and go, Yeah, I had that. That's funny. <laughs> okay. And then yeah. we, we go on, and it gives us a chance just to say, Hey, a little break in the day to say hey this was a little funny thing haha that was entertaining cool now i gotta go back and see my patients and actually yeah, patients awesome. find it's hilarious too like they're um yeah when they find me uh, oh my gosh they come in mad i was watching your videos laughing so hard and all that and some of them were like <laughs> can you make one about me i'm like i don't know oh, okay
0: <laughs> yeah exactly i think that i think that's uh probably why I enjoy it so much because it's I'm, I'm a big fan of humanizing, you know, healthcare, that we, we do stupid mistakes and we humans do and we're tired and, and we need to, to let our patients see that as a team player, we, you know, we talk a lot about making plans to get better and being team players and work together and, and stuff like that and communicating. And I think the key to that is, is just realizing that we're, we're both humans, right? Yeah. i just have a certain set of competence or, or knowledge that would maybe be beneficial for you in this situation you are in. And uh, yeah. and as I said, patients, man, they react pretty good to it.
1: Yeah. And and I'd say many, you know, many of the people we see, they're they're you know, at a down point, you know, they're hurting. I just had a bad surgery, I got going on. And if they find something that's entertaining that this person is like, I'm trying to make a, make you laugh a little bit. I'm trying to lighten the situation. They seem to respond to that. Now, granted all of, not yeah. all of them, no, some of them come yeah. in and they're, I'm, I am serious. I am hurt. And it's like, we're going to be serious yeah. and do that. But they reach a point where then they're like, Oh, this, this, this is funny. This is entertaining. And it's just so just saying like, I hope you just find this something to help you because it's, you know, so much of a burden. It's so many of these bad, hard things. Let's find some at least something. Like yeah. I had somebody get mad. I made oh my gosh. I made one about it's like you don't ask a woman her age, you don't ask a man his salary, you don't ask a physical therapist what to do. You know, you know, yeah. Or for a massage or something like that. Oh my gosh, yeah. people got into <laughs> that so sexist about you. I was like, you're you this isn't the joke. This is the joke. <laughs> the joke was like you just don't ask us for a massage. Like that's yeah. the joke, and it's not yeah. geared toward the public. It's geared to therapists going, oh huh, yeah, that was, that's that. It's like, yeah. like it wasn't meant to do that. It yeah, and I've and I've had people got. I made one. They got put on a big site with a guy that um, he had a crooked eye. And people were like, oh, you're making fun of this guy because he's probably had this problem his whole life. And I'm like, look, first off, this guy was shot in the face during a, he was trying to rob somebody. And he's in court. And it's like, it's not making fun of him. We're just using a situation to use this over here. I'm not making fun of him. He's a Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I try not to like take like a person like that that could be ridiculed. It's like, okay, let me take something where somebody is maybe acting or doing something. Okay. They're in a silly situation. Okay. I can use that. So.
0: Yeah. And it, and it's quite like we, we talked about uh, just before we hit record that sometimes it's also, uh, on profession that hits us the hardest in the comment section. We talked about that video you had, you were talking about, uh, having a patient in that that it's it's in quite heavy pain and can't do specific stuff and then you look out the window that the same patient leaving the the (laughs) clinic and jumping around and running and bending and and stressing all that yeah
1: so people had an issue with that one it was the situation it was like you know looking out the window and probably hall had this he had the person that's with mm -hmm. you oh i can't i remember a buddy of mine um he's had, he's done manual jobs his whole life. And he said, I remember this lady that would come in when I was doing therapy for something. And there'd be days that she would be like, Oh, I can't do this. And oh, I can't do that because I would see her like doing the same stuff when the therapist wasn't looking. And I said, yeah, that happens. And yeah. it was kind of taking that situation where it's somebody's with you. Like, Oh, I can't raise my arm. Oh, I can't bend over. And as soon as they, you know, walk to the clinic, they pick up their cane and they're walking and it's there. And you know, so people were saying like, you don't understand chronic pain patients, and you know, like it. Someone said you need to educate yourself. I'm like, you want me to Google something? Like, like enlighten me on this. I completely yeah. understand that a patient may be very fearful, which I've had. I had this lady. Um, lo and behold, she turned out to live across the way from my grandmother. So when I'd visit my grandmother, this lady wanted to come talk to me about whatever. I need to come back. Yeah. No, you don't. But she in the clinic, she just wouldn't do anything. She's so scared. But the moment that she sat out in the lobby, all of a sudden, she's just walking around. She's just doing this stuff. And yeah. like I understand, part of it is cognition. She she did have some uh, cognition issues. There, there was some stuff we had to really work on. But it's like, I'm not making f- – we've all had that you – know, Yeah, exactly. Somebody done that
0: stuff. Yeah. And the first couple of times we see that, we all get some, you know, a little bit of, it. what What the hell is this? This is, I've been, I've been be- bedazzled or, you, but, but as you say, that's not the situation we're thinking. It's a bigger context and that's, uh, but it's still funny, isn't it? It's still I, funny every time you see that. I
1: had, I had a, oh, I remember the first time I saw somebody a therapist go through that. Um, this therapist I hired and, um, he was a former Marine. You don't ever say ex Marine cause they're always Marines. I learned that. Yeah. He told me that. <laughs> and he was, I mean, he was a great, he's a very good there. He, he's, he invests himself so heavily in his patients. He gives everything to him. And this lady, um, at her first visit she was saying i'm just here because the doctor told me to come in i'm just trying to get a check that was her words and uh, she got super upset she had to come back for more visits and he talked to her and all that so she did like eight visits or so whatever and when she would come in she's like yeah i'm feeling better yeah i'm feeling better i'm feeling better and i was like okay And he's documenting all that well then she came back like after she finished for something and the receptionist said, how are you feeling? She's like, Oh, it's no different. And he was just, what? I can't believe that he's like pulling the notes up. And I said, man, don't worry about it. Like stuff like that happens. Like you're going to see all sorts of stuff. You did what you were supposed to do. You documented everything you did. You did all you can do. Just don't worry about it. So
0: yeah, exactly. And that happens. That's the uh, well. The first time that stuff happens is quite. It, it's quite uh, challenging. Because, but, but again, it's just that. The way I see it now is that I, is that they probably like me, so they want me to feel better.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, and I I still get patients like that. That uh, you know, the yeah. secondary gain that we talked about, and and I run into people that deal that but it's you know they end up a lot of people just we just come in and just shoot the breeze and we chat and talk or whatever and they just see me as just like hey i get to come have a social hour and i you know i'm trying to push them to get better and to do all this and yeah they i'm like you you're coming back obviously because at least you like me for something so we'll go with that
0: Exactly. And as I, I see it, well, I, I work in a, qu- a quite small community. So I have a lot of uh, people because there's not other activities or offers for them to do. So I have a, quite a few people that are into just because it's the only social stuff or only me time they get where they can be in the central focus. And I'm okay with that. It's just no bother. So. So, yeah,
1: you brought this up just now, and this is all yeah. the physio confession. Yeah. I'm gonna confess I don't yeah. like running into patients in public.
0: Oh that yeah. is
1: the most a granted from my where I was in Mississippi, it was a smaller town. It had grown, it's grown. Um, but I always felt I had my head on a swivel going out because it it's yeah. it's just like you see a patient is like, oh, uh, it's like seeing a dog walking on their hind legs. You just don't know what to yeah. do, and also yeah. like you really can't really. Yeah, how do you react? Talk.
0: How do you respond? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I had a few funny ones where the patient was doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, I remember one, a lady, just terrible knee pain, couldn't do anything, and walk well, run into her in a mall. She's just walking to the mall. It's like oh uh hi. And it's like, <laughs> how are you doing? Oh yeah, well my knees bother me. Well, I'm like, Come yeah, home, any, you know, benches or no walker or cane and um Yeah. So I, I I say that's a it it is like an awkward moment. I do say the funniest one that ever happened uh was a guy, he was a big guy, he's a really big guy, and um I think he had torn his ACL or something. And I was like walking, I was in a grocery store and I like turned the corner and he's on one of those little scooters and he just whipped by me. He goes, Hey Matt. And I was like, and that was just so, and I was like, well, he didn't even stop and say hello. That was, that was kind of nice, yeah. but it was just so funny. I was like, Hey Matt, And just kept going with yeah. his, had his crutches stuck on there and, <laughs> it, it gave it us probably, a moment
0: yeah you probably had the same thoughts as you just saw you and thought oh fuck this is not the context yeah. i'm used to this is not yeah. uh, how do i do it how do i deal so, with this but it uh, gave us a but, moment uh,
1: later so when he came in it was like so how was grocery shopping oh you know, uh, yeah you know just you know riding yeah. in the car getting in and out just doing you know you're doing okay we're gonna document some of that but <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, the, the the issue for me is that since I live in such a small community, I live in on a, I live and work on an island in the north of Norway. Uh, And so we're just 1800 people here or something like that. So I bump in quite into quite a lot of people on, well, grocery shopping or or everywhere. And, um, and I'm the same as you, you know, I leave work then I try to leave work. And, uh, but I have been able to make sure that they don't stop me for other than is it tomorrow we have an appointment? Yes. And then go on Uh, because at the start, they would actually stop me and go through things we did or going to do in their whole life story. And, uh, I was quite, quite, you know, uh, I try to say, well, let's talk about it tomorrow. At 10. Yeah, we'll take it then. And so now, um, that rumor probably has spread that you don't talk to him about your shit at the store, you can ask about your session and stuff, but nothing else. But then gonna meet some a few of patients while drunk sometimes, when you go out. So that's uh that's a uh, yeah. If you think it's I- awkward running into them at the store, Matt, it's pretty awkward when you're shit-faced at two a.m. I have not
1: had that experience yet. So yeah, I've not had that. That's
0: uh. Turns out, I hug them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my go-to move but yet again as i say it's difficult because we get we get close to our patients right it's uh it's uh, quite a, a personal and and um intimate kind of scenario and context that we work within so it's uh it's strange to meet outside of that box so to speak
1: yeah Sometimes it's nice like with their, with their, if they are with their family, then it's like, Oh, okay. I could put some names and faces together. You're the one that she told yeah. that they talk about. You're all oh, there that. Oh, okay. So then yeah. like when they come in, they're kind of excited because it's like, well, you, yeah. you met my husband, you met my wife, you met my kids, you met who yeah. you saw my dog. So then they can talk more.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Except when the times there are like, okay, so that was the one you hate. That's the one you really love. And that's the one you're trying to get rid of.
1: Yeah. That's,
0: uh, yeah, (laughs) that's, uh, oh my God. What was that? Yeah. I met, um, uh, had a couple of old sisters that both went to me and they wouldn't stop talking shit about each other at all and uh because i I met the first one uh, a year or so prior and it was so funny because she would talk so much shit about her sister and whenever we met them in in public it was like why and then i met the other sister (laughs) and she was like oh my lord the biggest issue in my life is my sister insane so what did i do when i had to uh follow them up uh, at the same time i put them together dual session
1: that's a good (laughs)
0: one yeah and they hated that but i find it quite quite funny because they would they would because they they felt both felt that they, they were in a safe space where they could could yeah complain about their sibling uh, to me, and that, putting them together just created this. Oh, Ma, my, my, have you ever seen two 75 year seventy-five-year-old sisters just calling each other the nastiest names and 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 have a competition of telling the most awkward stories about each other? That's a, oh, that's a good one. Yeah,
1: that would be good. I have not had that yet. I've I've had where and I think this is, it goes more of this way that the men I have will talk bad about their wives. Well not bad, but they don't paint their wives in like a very nice way, but then their mm-hmm. wives will come in one time and they're just like lovey dovey all over them. But it's funny. The women that come in that may talk about their husband continue doing the same if they're there or not. So they'll still call them. They'll still call them the same names. They won't cry, and I'm like, this is just great. It's just
0: <laughs> this is not awkward at go. all. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It,
1: it, it's just funny. The men they, they switch when their wife is there, but the yeah. w- but the the wives same all the way. And I, I so yeah, I understand when guys start talking bad about their wife. I'm like, and if your wife came in here, you wouldn't. You would be as quiet as a church mouse, but. Yeah. The the wife they like, yeah, I know your husband's scared of you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we all are, aren't we? Our wife. Yeah, really um, yeah. I mean, I had COVID. Lives. I had COVID
1: last yeah. year and I, and I think my wife was worried about me because I woke up one night with my with her my pillow over my face. So I think she was trying to protect <laughs> herself or something. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, should be. I will uh uh, uh I uh, actually uh, made a mistake of telling my wife that I uh, paid off for life insurance. And suddenly our sharpest knives in the dishwasher was blade up instead of blade down. So when you reach in, you could get the, you know, it's yeah it's a cross for attention and yeah, a long for effect. And uh, so uh, I don't know what she was planning. Uh, but uh, well, I'm still alive. We both are. But yeah, uh, ask you uh, another personal question about just about uh, COVID. Did you get uh? Did you get ill, really ill, or
1: um? So I I didn't get too bad. Um. Uh, so I got the nope. Omicron. They said it was the Omicron variant. Um, yeah. And it was it was last February. So I still worked. So our clinic stayed open. Um, I wasn't yeah. seeing a lot of people in person, a lot of televisits, um, which was very good to kind of get used to doing that. Um, hmm. So that that was not. And I was very thankful to still have a job during the time. Um, but I went through all of that and didn't get sick. And then one day I'm at the gym and I'm like, man, I just don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up a little bit. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So on like, it was like a sun. It was like it was Monday. It was Monday night, and I was working out, and that's usually my my legs day. So I do squats and deadlifts, and I was like, man, my back is just bothering me, and um, you know, and I'm and I kind of go through what we talk about back pain. Okay, maybe I just didn't sleep well past few nights. Um, I mean, I'm just not um. Properly hydrated. I'm just a little stressed. You know, I'm kind of thinking because it's like nothing real bad. It's just kind of a general back pain. And I'm probably sweating a little bit more. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm just, I just, I I just probably not recovered well. So, like two days later, I woke up and I was like, I just don't feel right. And it was so funny because I was like, I have a mild headache. Mild sore throat, mild congestion, mild. It was just mild, where it almost yeah. felt like I'm just whining. And I went and got tested, and they said you have COVID. I'm like, you are kidding me. So yeah. I came. So I just got quarantined to the bedroom, and that was. I would just, you know, every once in a while, just bang on the door and say, "Hey, warden, you know, it's my one hour I get to go outside." So <laughs> everyone masked up while, I, and I had a mask up to walk, and I could sit outside. But yeah. um, I actually when i had it i was still running so i yeah. would still go run i wasn't running as hard as as i could um like I, I usually do three miles a day i was only doing about a mile or so and i'd, I'd maybe walk another time a day and then three weeks later competed in a powerlifting meet and qualified for the north north american championship um, Oh, nice so but the the funny thing that happened there i didn't have lockout strength so like I couldn't lock my elbows out on some of the heavier bench. I couldn't lock my knees out very well. And then I bought um, smelling salts and I have my nose stuck in that, in, in the container. And I like throwing this thing saying, they sold me some cheap stuff. I can't smell this at all. I had not gotten my sense of smell back. So I would, I could stick my nose in a bottle of uh, ammonia and could not smell it. But, um, but uh yeah. it it took about it took about another five or six weeks and my sense of smell came back and yeah i got so i i didn't get really super sick and usually by like the second day i was like oh my gosh i like i feel fine i just felt like i had to sleep yeah. like I, I didn't i didn't get really really sick or anything
0: yeah exactly and uh yeah the reason the reason i asked because we got uh covid we the whole family got covid at the same time uh was it last year or the year before that? Uh, and um, and just mild symptoms all the way, but uh, like a small fever for one day, nothing, nothing serious. And uh, but but my wife just got she she came home and she just started walking out uh, up our stairs, and she was like, "Honey, oh yeah, I'm just gonna sit here for a while." Just uh, I'm coming up. Just give me a breather, and we, it's a s- small set of stairs. She so had to had a breather in it, and I felt like I was just tired because going up them stairs ten minutes before, I also had to take a breather and just what oh, the shit is happening. And uh, but the, the mild flu symptoms gave out after a day. It was just one day of them, and but I got really fatigued, and I had to quit running, and I could I couldn't run. For a damn, and like i, c- I could run now we say kilometers so i could run a, a 10 a 10k uh, without any problems like you put again guns in my head and run another 10 but with covid and after covid i felt fine but i couldn't do anything strange as, as you know air sort of running or, or, or jogging or something like that and i spent six or seven months trying to get back that feeling of I could run another K. It's just terrible. So that was the and the excessive sweating. Yes. Yeah. What's that all about?
1: I I was um well see that kind of conflicts me because I sweat already pretty bad. I tell people I sweat like two two mice humping in a wool sock. Like I sweat really bad. So it was really hard for me to like tell if that was a symptom. But like, if I'd go to the gym that was like man i am like sweating more than normal yeah so like that that was some of the things and i did have a crazy so in 2020 um when it was coming out and like we were like the clinic was very cautious on it you know with the early stages of it and um I had this symptom where if I blew all the air out of my lungs, my like my lungs would rattle. It was weird. I could if I blow it all out, it would just like rattle in my chest. I ran. I would run ten miles on the weekend. I ran every day. I had no problem. No, I wouldn't get no fever. No nothing. It was just as weird. And after about two or three weeks, it just went away. And I said it's. And that was before the tests were so common and yeah. i was like well i don't have the other symptoms should i get tested but i and i never had the fever never lost the taste of smell I did, never had any of it i said i just got this weird symptom and then i was like i don't want to take away a test from somebody who may need it and that's what i felt yeah. really conflicted i was like i don't want to take away a test from somebody who may really need it if if i don't really have those other symptoms so yeah, i just I continued it, yeah. to monitor and i was fine so
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you check when you uh, did this? Did you did, uh, take the quick test, or did you take the you know the long ass oh and so, just try to dry hump your brain with it?
1: Oh, so we had um, where I went, the health center I went to did both. So they did the the rapid and then the mm. piece p whatever PCR, what, it, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. What, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they did them both, and so the rapid came back and said, "Yes, you have it." And they're like, okay, so most likely the other one's gonna come back and say you have it, and so they yeah. started preparing for that. And then I had it, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, so, I guess.
0: yeah. Well, I I uh, ended up doing it on myself both both tests, and because I know the nurses walking working it in this community, and uh, after five minutes of me just screaming, this is a rape, this is a rape. I, uh, they let me do it to myself and I found that that was uh, a lot better <laughs> but then I even made a video out of it uh, posted it on Twitter and you can see I'm getting in and then I start to sneeze and the, oh. the, the, the pin just comes out a bit so I have to get it back in and do the swirl uh, yeah, but <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> enough about COVID. That was just me uh piquing my personal interests. Um, so to you listeners, that's uh, our COVID stories. But either way, my, you've been you already told us uh little confessions, but do you have some fuck-ups, some things you're embarrassed about or or you've done? that could help uh, maybe some new physios be uh, not so afraid and not like I asked Nick Hoops the same question. And all he could tell me was that he should have followed up some kids more closely than he did. And uh, so that's, that's too serious. I want broken bones, or, uh, you know, menstruation on the floor something, give me uh, give me something to work with here, man.
1: Um, sometimes we really like. I would say this it's, it's <clears throat> I don't know how to word this. Let me think of how to word this. <sighs> that with some patients, like, sometimes you don't know what the heck is going on. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I get people, um, Cause I get fairly, I get pretty complicated patients at times. Cause again, all those certifications I got, I will get really complex patients at times, who are like actively searching me out, and um, they come in with these symptoms, and I'm like, I don't know what the heck you were even talking about. Like <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. And so they want like this like definitive answer. But I've kind of learned over the years how to just keep talking. Yeah. And it, and it, so it it like assures them. But I will say with a lot of these, these patients, and I tell them, I was like, we're going to keep an eye on this. And many times those little things like that go away. They just, hey, how was that little weird thing? Or, oh, it's gone. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, (laughs) we figured that. No. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah, but it's like i really don't know what to do for that like um i get some people with uh this weird like shoulder blade pain i find it's like the weirdest thing yeah like some like medial um medial shoulder blade pain is some of the weirdest acting stuff sometimes you can make it go away like that sometimes it's like well if it's only if i do like this this thing and that's i'm like oh my gosh i don't even know what to do like uh, it's like okay let's you know we're screening the neck we you know we try to do stuff with the neck okay my thoracic okay shoulder well let's just uh keep going let's just see how it does okay
0: yeah exactly and uh, uh it, the sound the sound a lot like it, like me just I don't know. It could be this, could be this, could be that. Uh it's probably not this, but just let's uh shoot some balls at it and just see how it reacts in a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I will say, um I stumbled on the suprascapular nerve tensioning. People get this thing. Yeah. They get a hard on about nerve tensioning. And I don't I don't know mm. how it is anything down the leg or down the arm nerve tensioning and i'm like okay I, it, that's good it does you know that has some benefits and but i found some stuff on stretching that or like kind of moving that and a lot of people go yeah it feels better i'm like huh all right <laughs> yeah yeah and they're like what well, you know oh okay. thank you so much for showing me that there you go yeah. i don't know what it
0: yeah. was uh no so <laughs> you're just spinning a wheel and just, okay, try that. Yeah, try that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, because it's like, and sometimes like Googling stuff, and I know people joke about like, oh, I'm just going to go Google it. And granted, I'll say I would do that too. And um, I remember that from PT school, a teacher told me, a professor told me, you don't really have to know everything in your brain when you get out because you can look it up. Yeah. And, and so it's like, I don't need to know all the O's and I's in their intervention. Like, I don't need, you know, do I need to know every single protocol? I just go look it up. And, yeah. and, but the problem with some of that stuff, is like, you look it up and it's like a bunch of garbage. It's like, I can't rely on what some of the stuff that people say should treat it. And that doesn't make sense to what they're saying. Yeah. But I think it was a yeah. weird thing. It was like this or something like that. It was like a really weird little stretch. And, it's like, and they were like, yeah, help me. I'm like, okay.
0: Okay, let's go. You ever had that uh, stuff where you, you're you quite confident on what it is and you give some recommendation based on your knowledge. And you, you have that feeling in the back of your head that is this up to date? And then you go look it up. And you discover is that you no, know, we're ten years past that. So you have to call the patient back and just say, "You remember the things I told you? Yeah, we're not we're not recommending that anymore."
1: The, so I kind of have this thing with like the evidence base. Like I I I try to keep up with evidence. Um, I'm lucky that there are some good people on like Instagram and social media that yeah. public that review this information and put this information, you know, say, Hey, this is a study coming out and this is good. And this is good. And that they're doing that. So it's like, I don't have to try to wade through that. So I see all that, but it's really, it, it never seems like the stuff is just like earth shattering. Yeah. Like, like to me, it's, it's not like, Oh my gosh. This is the best thing to do for it's like, yeah, that's good, but is it what's really the difference between this and and this thing? Like you said, that's 10, 15 years old, but at the same time, I do try it it, it, trying to understand, like, oh, like things that are not beneficial, like ultrasound or, or or like real passive stuff. And, and, and that's kind of how I see it, like. You know, we're just going to try to move you. And and then again, as well with the research, it's like, who are they typically looking at? And if we look yeah. at the inclusion, it's like, well, they're 20 to, they're 20 to 45 years old with no comorbidities, no other problems, no other, other issues. And I'm like, you're looking at an extremely healthy person and we have Meemaw in here. With COPD and a history of cancer, and she can't walk 10 feet, and she can't. Yeah. Does the same thing apply to this other person? Now, granted, may I yes, I may try to apply it, but um just yeah, I try as best I can, and I think yeah. also I picked up from the book um thinking fast and slow.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to apply this, to it, yeah. yeah. It, it,
1: There's some pretty interesting stuff to apply to PT, to the the physio world. And it's things, and I think this is a problem that how we talk to patients is that um, when we talk to them and we say like, oh, you know, this study found that 72% of patients respond to this. The patient kind of sees that, may see that as like, that's a cool fact. Yeah. But they'll say, well, In my past experience, when I hurt my shoulder, that heat felt good. So I'm going to reference what I personally felt, which was the heat Uh helped me the most. I don't care that the 71% in that study did this. I know that helped me. So I, I try to sometimes steer away from telling patients exactly, oh, this study, this. Unless they may kind of be like, well, where does this come from? Oh, well, there was this really cool yeah. study that they did. That they did this, and um, and and they often kind of find like, oh, well, that's that's pretty pretty interesting on there. Um, yeah. I do get that thing, like you said, more more of it's like my gut feeling with stuff, and I list try to listen to my gut on it when I'm like, hey, I want you to do this with you know tell a patient, I want you to do this, and my gut's going, don't do that don't do that i was like no no no, it's fine and they come <laughs> back in and they're like oh i'm really hurting i'm like dead gum it
0: <laughs> <laughs> dang nabbit
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's like okay well then, then i just covered up with, oh you just aren't ready for that yet
0: yeah Fuck. exactly yeah it's yeah. A, it's a, some someone most under stuff about in our profession is that trial and error type of style. right and as you were into that uh they're not all textbook and some of the how do you do you critique and, and interpret research and how, who do they see who do they research was it no comor more comor more
1: comorbidity? Comorbid-
0: yeah thank you and uh stuff like that so yeah you're into uh it's it's quite a minefield when you need to extrapolate that to the patient we see
1: i i had though i had an old boss he was really big on looking at stuff in the pelvis um you know up slips and down slips. like he was big on yeah, that he okay, was yeah. very good and um he's like oh if you know you know, do this and he's like if it doesn't work just do the opposite and so he was he was very practical like that he was just like you know you're thinking about like if i know people probably try to you know throw tomatoes if i say this but like you know the up slip and down slip so if he's like oh one side's down you're gonna flex the hip and we're gonna bring it back he was like if that didn't work just go the other other way and i was like oh that makes sense and so he and he would present stuff like that if somebody came in it's like man i, I tried walking like you told me and that really hurt me he's like oh just tell him." It's like okay you're just not ready for it no. It, it was just a, such a simple explanation that he gave to him that, and it was like, oh, wow, that is, that makes a lot of sense. that Rather than getting like, oh, because it's like, oh, you just weren't ready for it.
0: Yeah. Oh, then it worked. Let us do this. And when you think about it, it's not lying either. It's just about the load, the motion, the, the, so, so, yeah, not ready for it.
1: Yeah. And it's quite so, good. And that's that's what I tell patients when they do something like, Man, that really kind of hurt me. Oh, okay. We just, we weren't ready yet. Let's just do that other thing for a few more days. We'll try it again. Yeah. And they're usually like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, I think that we, we already talked almost an hour, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Time flew by. I think that's, it uh, 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 yeah, you, you weren't ready for it. It's uh it's a uh, good place to, to stop, I think, unless you got another cool fuck up story that you just discovered.
1: Um I will say this never be overly yeah. confident. Um again, I, I had this like I said, this this one boss that he was. He told everybody, he said, you should always have the belief that you're the best therapist in the room. He said, because ultimately the patient wins because you're trying as hard as you can to get the patient better. But I remember with several people over the years that come in and then within the first few minutes, like, I know what to do. We're going to do this and this is going to fix you. And they didn't get better. And so I try to take that thing now where it's like, I may have an idea. I'm about 99% sure, but we're going to make sure I'm not going to be that overly confident going. Yep. Yeah, this is what it is. It's like, Nope, we're going to keep, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to test. We're going to get as much information to confirm what I think it is before we go anywhere else. And if I feel like yeah. we can't, if we, we can't be get somebody better or or help somebody, I tell every patient I'll be the first one to tell you I can't help you, and yeah. I said I will send you to the next. I don't care if that's another therapist or a doctor, um, and then if it's a glaring weakness, I'm going to try to fix it. So yeah. I did earn, I did learn that early on as a therapist. Like I had a huge glaring weakness with treating back pain, and um, I re- I still remember that lady sitting. Um, excuse me. she wasn't sitting. She was standing. She could not sit. And with this terrible back pain, could not sit down. And I was so confident I could help her. Then help her. A bit. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know what I said. I wish I could go back in time and and cause I know what to do with her now, but uh it made me fix this glaring weakness and it taught me to never be that overconfident again.
0: Yeah. That's a good, yeah, that's a good Good point, and I find that uh, that uh, resonate a bit maybe with me because what I've found in the last years is that I'm I'm not confident in my abilities to to diagnose or s- tell what it is, but I'm confident in when I don't know, and I'm confident enough now to to say that, and when i suspect anything else i'm confident enough now to send them on mm. no, i don't have any ego within it so it's like i don't know i will send you to this person right and so so yeah so unconfident but at the same time confident <laughs> yeah if that makes sense and, yeah
1: and, and i think patients like that and there's been a, a number i've seen as well that it's like i can't help you And, but, but they trust me enough to believe that this person, that I have faith that this person can help them. So they will have faith that this person can help them. And so that they, and I think they really resonate with that very well to say like, if you can't, you know, you know, you didn't drag me along for three, four months. You told me off the bat, you're not trying to get rid of me. You're, this person is going to help me
0: yeah exactly yeah good point good point okay i think that's a very good place to wrap it up thanks again matt for joining me uh for what's your is your lunch hour in the states in my uh evening i've gotten the kids to bed gotten a couple of beers in it's probably and um uh, so if if in the off chance that some of our listeners don't know of you already where can they uh look you up
1: so on instagram i have the stupidest handle and i don't change it it's matt underscore pt underscore dip dip underscore mdt again i started that as uh to try to do the McKinsey thing and i was like well it picked up and i can't change it um or yeah. on my website, matthept.com. And I think I'm on Twitter as well. Matt I think it's underscore the underscore Pt, which I should probably yeah, I switch everything yeah. to one. Um, but I'm on there and I'm always happy to talk to other therapists about issues or things that they uh that they deal with with that they deal with as well. It's always it's always fun to hear that perspective or anything like that.
0: Yeah. It's good. Likewise, likewise. And uh, don't be afraid to reach out to Matt because he uh, he answers, as I discovered when I uh, sat, uh, sat one evening and uh, had a couple of beers and uh, came over one of your reels on Insta and thought, shit, I would like to talk to Matt. And I sent him a DM and uh, Matt responded. Yeah, most of the, the time I, I get him, I'm like, yeah. I'm
1: like, holy cow, somebody wants to talk to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and see that that is not a good point to stay out That we're still, you know, you got Matt is Yeah, twelve thousand eight hundred followers on, on on Instagram, and he's uh he's still mad. So uh, don't be afraid of people that have a lot of followers just because the numbers. Yeah, uh, they're people, I've,
1: uh, and I've said that. I've talked about that. <clears throat> like when you have this persona or whatever online uh you know people say don't ever meet your heroes you know down but i always say like if i present this persona i should be this persona i should be this person all the time so i don't want to yeah argue with people i don't want to talk down to people i don't want to do and if any you know like i said we're all in the same team We're, we're all trying to help people we're all trying to do this stuff together and if i need your help I would hope that you extend something out to help, you know, there. So I tried yeah. to help people. Granted, I've had people that are like, what's going on with this patient? And I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. But, you know, maybe uh, about how can I find information like this? Where's who's someone I can look at? Like, I could yeah. do that. You know, I tell people I've had see people say, send me an x-ray. What's going on? Dude, I don't know what I... Yeah. I have zero clue you don't you don't want my idea on that
0: <laughs> i think that's the shoulder yeah same page yeah. yeah exactly the same page here i'm i'm, I'm trying to be myself online as to say never meet a hero that's why i'm trying to be not even close to one for <laughs> anyone besides my daughters i suppose but uh <laughs> thanks again for coming on matt yeah. it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh i hope to uh maybe invite you back in the future oh yeah always happy to, to, to. grab a hold yeah maybe i should uh peak uh a, peak a debate between european physios and american physios and get you and andy Wix and, and nick Hoops together and just uh have a that, all-out now- role
1: I will say it is very, very interesting if you could get a group from all over the world yeah. on the difference between how patients are just the method that patients get to us from um, mm. because like when I went through the diploma program, some of my colleagues went to Scotland and they have the you know the socialized medicine so you just go in they're like, some of these people waited for three months to come in. And we were like, yeah, we would get people, you know, you know, next day, same day, stuff like that. And we were both like, man, I would love to see that. And they were like, man, I wanted to see that. So it's yeah. very interesting as well to see how patients get to us from all over the world.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. And, and, and if we experience the same, because some of the things that they talk about the research is that this was within this culture and that was within that culture and see uh, some of these issues quite easily yeah goes between and as your as your insta reels are shown that we experience the same shit and we laugh about the same things. yeah
1: but, everybody's the yeah. same everywhere
0: yeah we are just as stupid as the next one yes. aren't we?
1: and we just and that's the thing. I just want to entertain everybody and just to be funny. That's how it is. Life is hard enough. Let's find something to laugh about. And if anybody else, so if you have an idea, please send it my way. <laughs> I'll credit
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you have a good, uh, real side, and uh, would like Matt to, uh, show it with his, weeks. uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wigs, he got the stuff. <laughs> he got, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got it all. And, uh, of course the beard, the uh yeah. You went for the uh no, it's not called the goatee. It's called the uh yeah,
1: it's a goatee. It's a goatee, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I mean you got the Viking stuff over there. That's you know
0: well probably. yeah, but, yeah.
1: I that's why I, I was like, I probably could pull off some Viking stuff. Like my my ancestors from, yeah. were from Northern Ireland, so I get the red. But like all yeah. the Viking stuff, I always think like, yeah, no way. Y'all, you know, i watch strong man stuff, the Viking stuff over there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. we got it. We're cool. Arctic people. Yeah. I probably got uh, more Sami indi- indigenous people in me than uh, Viking heritage, but, uh, well, I, I like to be called a Viking. I do. I won't lie. But anyways, that's a that's a different uh story. And uh, thank thanks again for coming, Matt. And uh mm-hmm. this has been uh, another episode of the Friday physio confession podcast. And um if you want to talk to any one of us, just reach out. Neither me or Matt is uh stranger or uh, up on pretty high pedestals, pedestals, dolls, pieces something like that Pedestals. there it was yeah Peter in Norwegian but uh that's okay and uh thank you for tuning in and uh, thank bye you. yeah.